Hello and welcome to BSN Extra. I'm your host, Jason Barfield. Bobby Williams comes in studio today to talk. We're going to get into the construction updates at Bauer Stadium. A big question everybody's been having is, where is football going to play during the construction? We're going to get into that. Bobby's going to answer that question. Talk a little bit more about some of the construction projects going on around this department and some updated timelines for you as well. Then we're going to talk about the Conference USA meetings. Bobby was just in Nashville. We'll tell us a little bit about those conversations that are happening around the league and around the country. And finally, we're going to wrap things up talking a little basketball. Two big wins last night by the men and the women. We're going to get into all of that here on BSN Extra. Hey, Bearcat fans, it is basketball season. It is time to get your tickets to see the Bearcats in their first season of Conference USA. Be sure and log on to your Go Bearcats account and get your season tickets today, or you can call the Athletic Ticket Office at 936-294-1729. Eat them up, cats. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfield here. Bobby Williams back in studio. It's uh, It's been a busy, busy stretch for you. And, uh, you know, just got back from Conference USA meetings in Nashville. We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but first, welcome in. It's a, it's exciting time. A lot of stuff going on with the department. But obviously, the thing people want to know about right now is, you know, seems like we're always talking football and, uh, you know, what's going on with Bowers Stadium and, uh you know, the big question, we've talked about this a little bit, but, you know, everybody wants to know, where are we playing next year? Where will uh, where will football be playing next year? Well, I actually just got out of a meeting. Uh, we've been having a lot of meetings, of course. It seems, it's higher education, so we're in a lot of meetings. Uh, trying to figure everything out. But back in the fall, uh, a lot of discussions with Dr. White, Amanda Withers, our CFO, uh, about Bowers and where we were at because uh, and what we were – what was my recommendation on how we were going to implement uh, when the construction starts and that type of thing? And, you know, originally we looked at, I think I even mentioned in a podcast that we were going to look at other options just to, to cover our basis from there. But I, I remember the more I looked at it, the more I just didn't want to play other places. Uh, we've got the NRG game and that we'll play, and then we want to make sure that uh, we're playing at Bowers so that people can see everything that's going on, even the midweek games. It's a good way to look at it. And so I approached uh, uh, Amanda Withers, or CFO, about it, and she was on the same page. She says, I'm so glad you said that because I, I didn't want to go other places either. Uh, and then Dr. White was very supportive of that. So we're going to play at Bauer Stadium. Uh, we'll Even our meeting earlier, talking about uh, those logistics and how to go about doing that uh, was a big part of that. And so I think we can get it done. Uh, it'll be some temporary-type setups for it, but uh, it'll be a positive note that – it will uh, will be able to play at Bowers. What's the latest that you can kind of share with the with the project and kind of what we're looking at, maybe timelines and and, and stuff like that. You know that's been evolving because we had uh, a year ago we had to start over and look at some studies because there's some things at the in the facility that uh, has to be updated and so it took a little more in depth study into uh, the ramps and different things like that that we have to do. Uh, then we decided it was going to be a t- com- complete teardown, so that that changed a few things. So it's it, we've been very busy working on all of those studies and and looking at, and so we're getting very close. We're talking uh, to architects, we're talking to the construction companies, and you know the bid process. Uh, uh, 
as far as I know, everything's come, you know, going to come up at the February board meeting, kind of the pre- preliminary uh, uh, studies that we've had on, on the, those areas. Uh, and then uh, hopefully go for the complete design for August, and then we'll start that bid process and getting construction going. You know, I know one of the things, you know, we've been talking about this for a while, and obviously the fans want, you know, all the information immediately. They want the information probably before uh, anybody else. And, uh, you know, so them and myself (laughs) as well. (laughs) So I know it feels like it's probably going slow, but at the same time, do you feel like, are you comfortable with the way this process is going and that y'all are looking at it and making sure you get everything right? I haven't been comfortable with the timetable but because i've been working on this for, since 2004 but everything that came our way uh, we had to do that we had to we got to make sure you get one time to do it the right way and that's a big part of what we're trying to accomplish because there's so many things that have been uh you know uh, uncovered in, in the facility and different things like that that we've got to got to change and bring up the code and different things like that so that takes takes time uh, when we get all said and done, it's going to be about a year f- behind from what I said. Uh, you know, I wanted 24, fall of 24, so we're looking at fall of 25 and, and to get that done. And, and I think that timetable is realistic. Uh, it's almost like we dealt with with baseball, softball, too. If, if you remember, we were we were looking at, I mean, our, we were trying to move in there, I think, in 05, and we wound up, it was a year later. Bauer Stadium originally was like that. I remember when I was coaching – in the 80s, uh, they kept telling us we were going to be in there in 85. But we had to play that last year at Pritchett, and then we, our first year was in 86. It's just kind of the way construction goes and, and the process uh, at the university. And so uh, trying to be patient, but there's nobody more impatient than I am with this project because of the fact I've been working on it for so long. What are some details that you can share? Well, I some of the process, I've looked back at some of the old studies and the old renderings that we had done. I went back to 2011 and then, and then another one where we were in 2013 and those type of things. Uh, it's not going to change much from a lot of those uh, from a concept standpoint. Uh, but we're still, we're really looking at, as we proceed with this, uh, maximizing the value of the $60 million dollars understanding the infrastructure uh, changes that we've got to get in there. Uh, the concepts that we use, that a lot of the fans have seen over the years are, are going to be very close to that. It, it will be different. Of course, the finished product will be a little bit different, but the spacing and different things like that will be all pretty much the same. Uh, and, and once we get that, uh, hopefully by August, uh, well, hopefully by August, then, then we'll be able to do those renderings and set out. But it's not going to change from, from what we've seen in the past. And then I know another question was the, uh, you know, visiting locker room. Obviously, that's a kind of been an ongoing. What's the latest on, on the plans there? That's on track to, to, to be ready for this fall. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, you know, that, that's one of those things that you run into is, is uh, when we renovated Fieldhouse and some things happened infrastructure-wise, and it caused that to us to have to take, you know, not being able to get what we needed. Now we're able to get it. Uh, you know, also taking the track out, uh, redoing the football field by next fall is progressing in a positive way as well. Uh, we made some recommendations on where we want to locate the track. Uh, then we'll have to deal with the fact that once that happens, then we've got to find out where our track teams will be practicing and moving while we're constructing uh, that part of it as well. Uh, but, you know, also softball field replacement will begin and be ready for next year. 
Uh, hope you know. Hopefully, we're a little bit behind in the tennis part because of the weather last month, but that has been progressing in a positive way too, from from that perspective. So, all of those things are are, are been ongoing, and 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 they're making progress at this point in time. What is the timeline on tennis? I know that's the one that you know people can physically see the uh, the construction that's going on. What what is it looking like for that facility? Well, you know, we were looking at trying to get it in there by by May, and then they. Before uh, Christmas, everything was progressing really fast, so they told us we might be in there by February. But then all of a sudden, we have all this weather over the last month or so, and so they kind of slowed them up. But hopefully by, you know, late March, early April uh, at the earliest, and then, you know, the regular time was in May. Any other construction, any other facility projects, anything else that that you want to hit on from that standpoint? You know, we we did have a positive – we'd look back in uh, early fall – and we've got the pricing back on the video boards at, uh, at the Coliseum that we'll, we'll be making some presentations on. Uh, but we did get some positive uh, that we have a good opportunity to get center-hung video boards uh, because of the fact that uh, the way technology is going now, it's, the weight is different. We can reallocate the, the uh, audio and some different things like that to so cut down on some of the weight. So I think that was a good part of a – a positive study that we looked at in the fall and now we've got just recently got some pricing on it so we'll have hopefully we can we can make some determinations if we can do that from a funding standpoint and get that in and not have to delay that another year uh also the pullout seats uh behind the benches at the coliseum that we've been working on the past few years uh we were ready to proceed with that uh in the fall but then some of the studies of the flooring and different things like that, where it would support it on that side, we had to go back uh, to square one. So that delayed it until next year, but that that's going to happen as well. And some of the premium seating, taking some rows out on that current opposite the, the, the benches uh, where the, the club area is, uh, we'll be able to take some of those rows out, go down to four rows instead of eight, create more space, a better uh, – uh, experience for club seating as well over there. So that all that has been going on for a while, but uh, you keep running into some challenges, and you have to adapt and uh, make adjustments where we where we see necessary. But I think once once everything starts kicking in, some things are going to start going pretty fast at, at some at the same time. All right, some other news that's out there right now. The football schedule came out yeah. uh, yesterday. Exciting. Um, I think the fans probably are going to love the schedule. Um, coaches, maybe not so much. So it's again, it's a challenging schedule, but uh, I think it's a fun one, and it's going to bring some opponents that uh, Bearcats haven't seen in a long time in Texas State, and then you get a ticket to bring a team like Hawaii into Bowers Stadium. And uh, just as what were some of your your thoughts on on the schedule when you looked at it? Well, it was so much better than what we had to deal with this year because with the transition and having to put together that schedule, that you know, and and then first time through with the midweek games and the travel, uh, you were part of that. I mean, that was it was difficult travel uh, on everyone, student athletes, coaches, administrators, uh, just making some of those transitions. So uh, this one's a lot better. I think I think there's some better transitions that we can get through on some of these games. Uh, the travel is still travel from that perspective, but there's a little bit more breaks in there. I mean, uh, and, and some other things that I think are positive. And I, I think the the schools that we have coming here that we're traveling to uh, are going to be very positive for our fans. 
And uh, so I, I was really pleased. And I thought the conference USA did a great job because normally in this situation, when you do one schedule, then you just flip it the next year, home and home. But they were dealing with adding Kennesaw and some other things like that and getting the right uh, games. And so being able not have to go back to a certain uh, school, uh, you know, back-to-back years. If you remember back in the Southland days, every time we changed membership, we had to go back to Nichols like seven out of ten years or something like that. We didn't have to do that this year, so that was a positive. Now our student-athletes to get to see uh, places they didn't see and then get to play the teams that, that we played on the road now at home. Uh, pretty similar to last year's schedule. Two games in Houston. Yeah, that's um, a positive. Opening the season at Rice. Mm-hmm. I know that's probably one you're looking forward to. I don't know much about that school, uh, you know. So hopefully we we, we can get after them. <laughs> it's been a while since the Bearcats have been down at Rice. It has. Uh, what ninety two? I want to say somewhere around in then, and uh, and then also uh, Texas State that, uh, playing them first time since I believe eleven. And uh, and having that big game down there, you know, we'll, we're looking really f- forward to that because I think uh, they will travel well, uh, and with that rivalry renewing, uh, so it's going to be a positive, I think, for our fans. I must say, and this is a question I've kind of heard from quite a few people: is, um, you know, is there an opportunity possibly? Do you think? for Texas State to become a little bit more regular on the schedule because, you know, that was a big – that was an end-of-the-year game. You know, that was always the last Mm -hmm. game of the season. Are there – you know, is there an opportunity to maybe see if there might be something extended there? I think so. I think hopefully down the road. uh, You know, this was a game that we were picked up because of the way that the transition to Conference USA, and I think Liberty had to to change that. So that's how we picked that up. So – uh, hopefully we can it goes well and they see the value in playing down there and maybe we can we can also we've talked to the Lone Star Sports Entertainment maybe you know going to San Antonio and do some things like that uh, don't don't get too excited or 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 start being critical if you like it or don't like it uh, those are just some of the things that we float out there to try to see uh, what's the best thing that we can we can make happen to continue some of those games. When you look at the midweeks, obviously back to another October of midweek football. This year, a little bit different setup. It's going to be a Thursday night game at UTEP, and then Wednesday at home against Western Kentucky. And then for the first time, we've got Tuesday games. Tuesday game at FIU, and then a Tuesday game here against Louisiana Tech. So a little bit of a change. You know, talk a little bit about just kind of what that learning process was like with the midweek games and maybe kind of how you see some things adjusting this year. You know, it, it's interesting because uh, even the ADs, because you, you make calls to the, the opponent that week and if they're coming to our place or you're going to there, and it, you'd make a call on, on Friday and say, well, good morning Monday. You know, so that was just, getting used to that was a little different. Uh, at Conference USA meetings last week, we it was very well received. Uh, with what happened in our midweek games. I know the the networks and a lot of people, everybody was really positive about our numbers and, and some of the, you know, we were getting text from people across the country, uh, colleagues across the country talking about, hey, I watched y'all, blah, 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 that you weren't getting on Saturday uh, in the past. And so that, that was interesting. I think there was a lot more energy about Conference USA. There was a lot more uh, people seeing and watching Sam Houston. Uh, and other universities in in, in the conference. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to keep talking Bobby Williams. We're going to get into a little bit more on the Conference USA meetings 
that he just attended. We're going to talk a little basketball hot start for the men in league play, and we'll get into that a little bit here on BSN Extra. and put your hands together for the Houdinis of the hardwood, the human highlight reels that bring wow to the now, the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters. This isn't just basketball. This is where what just happened happens all the time. Don't miss the Harlem Globetrotters 2024 World Tour presented by Jersey Mike Subs at Johnson Coliseum on February 9th. Go to harlemglobetrotters.com for tickets. And welcome back to BSN Extra. Jason Barfield here with Bobby Williams. And you just got back from Nashville, had those conference USA meetings. Uh, how did that go? Uh, it went really well. I really enjoy working with uh, all the athletic directors, uh, the presidents. Uh, it's really energizing in a lot, lot of ways uh, what we talk about and moving forward. And, and of course, the conference staff is really good. I mean, they, they do a great job of – of uh, keeping us focused on the task and, and moving forward. So uh, it's just really a positive experience. So you get all the ADs in a room together. What are, what, what's the conversation like? What are y'all, <laughs> what are y'all talking about that you can share here? I, uh, just, I know y'all probably have yeah, some other things. Transfer portal, name, image, and likeness, <laughs> <laughs> all the kind of officiating. You know, I was, I was joking because uh, the Monday meeting was the ADs and, I'm back on the officiating committee. I hate to admit that, you know. And I told him, I said, you know, uh, this is like my fifth time to be on the officiating committee. Four times I chaired it in the Southland, and and uh, I told the conference staff, I said, you know, I want y'all to know, y'all probably don't want me on here very long because I I scratched it in the Southland. I said we just need to all get in the same room and talk about it. We don't need a committee on officiating from that standpoint because nobody wants to raise money. Everybody wants better officials, all that kind of things. Uh, you know, so it was kind of interesting. But somebody made a friendly amendment, and I, I accepted it as, you know, being on the committee. And I said, but I want want you to understand I have a friendly amendment too because I want you to accept my resignation from the officiating <laughs> committee. So th- th- those are some of the interactions we have. And, and Jalen Phillips, one of our football players, who's uh, the national – Conference USA national sack rep to the NCAA. Host he, of the Cat's Eye podcast. Exactly. That's – but he was at the meetings and just, you know, he had, they had nothing but great things to say uh, from NCA staff, Conference USA staff. He does an amazing job of representing us. And it's so – it's one of those proud moments as an athletic director when you walk in and you've got one of your student athletes that's doing such a great job of, of representing and, and having a positive impact on, on uh, what's going on uh, in, in, in our profession. Who you said some NCAA staff y'all had a chance to meet? Who who did y'all get to meet with the NCAA and kind of what were what was the conversation like with the NCAA and and from their representatives? Well, Jen Frazier, who I've known for a, a long time, she's NCAA staff, uh, and then uh, President Charlie Baker, the the president of the NCAA, was there. We had an opportunity to to visit with him for a couple of hours uh, with presidents and ads, and it's very very positive. I have to admit, I, I even told told him I said. You know, when I walked in, because of the officiating committee and some other things, I was somewhat cynical, especially when you're seeing what's going on nationally and, and you're having to deal with that. And after, you know, my career as a student athlete at Rice and then 42 years here, I've been to so many meetings and NCA meetings and conference meetings. And, and I told President Baker, I said, you know, this was very encouraging for me because I'd walked in this meeting kind of cynical. It was just, you know, it's a challenge with everything that's changed and going on and 
and trying to, you know, not become transactional, but keep being transformational as a, as a, someone that's worked in this profession for a long time for students and coaches and everybody. But, uh, what he was saying, and uh, I won't get into that, but what he was saying and how his approach was, he was definitely not doesn't have a higher education view, which was something that we need, I think, from that perspective. But uh, I, I just tried to encourage it from, from that standpoint, and he fired me up. Uh, I got excited. I got out of that, that negative view that, that, you know, we can't solve some of these things. And I, and I, I look forward to his presentation. I even told him, I said, uh, you know, you've been on the job 11 months and you already know more about our issues and what we have to solve and uh, more about us than I think we do. And those of us even been in this business a long time. And so that was, that was refreshing. Uh, also invited him to the, the Texas State game too. He, 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 he got, he's got to know Jalen and he, wants, he said he wanted to come see us play. And so my wife Janet was with us and we were talking uh, to him, and I said, hey, and Janet goes, right off the bat, come to the NRG game, Texas State, so hopefully we can get him here. Well, that'll be good. Um, and I, I don't know if this was a topic of conversation or not, and it's something we've, you know, we've been talking about for a long time now with NIL, and, you know, when it first started, you were, you wanted to be cautious with it because, you know, there wasn't a ton of clarity, and I think we're starting to see some teams that, you know, and some schools that are, are starting to realize that, you know, maybe there were some missteps along the way. You're starting to see, you know, what kind of conversations were y'all having about, you know, the future of NIL and maybe getting a little more clarity and, and making sure that there, that there aren't missteps and it's being handled correctly? Well, and that's the two big issues that were brought up, you know, was transfer portal and name, image, and likeness. And, you know, uh, the Project One letter from – from President Baker that was sent out, uh, he had he'd floated several of those ideas, and uh, one of those was bringing it in under in house, under you know more, having more interaction with the athletic departments, and how do we go about approaching that? And there's still a lot of discussions to, to have to be had from that perspective, but I think some of the things that are being talked about can hopefully bring some sanity to the transfer portal and and different things like that. You know, it's interesting when you you talk about this is, you know, coaches get concerned and, and, and administrators and different things like that. But from my perspective is, you know, coaches have been doing that for a long time. Administrators have been doing a, a long time. You know, the old saying, I've got to do what's best for my, my family and, and take the different job. And I think student athletes, what we're hearing from student athletes is, is the same thing. They want to be able to have that option too as well. Uh, and as long as you create a positive environment at your university and your athletic programs and work with name, image, and likeness uh, at whatever level you can, I think you have a better chance of retaining student-athletes and attracting student-athletes. And I think that's – I've talked to our coaches. That's one of the reasons why we've survived the portal, I think, and not losing as many and being able to get players to, to come in is because I think we have a really good environment for student-athletes. And our student athletes like this university, and 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 we don't have the big name, image, and likeness. You know, I was able to meet with uh, some leaders in the Cat Fund and uh, uh, last week about some things, and and uh, they asked me, you know, what I thought, and I said, well, hopefully, I think we will be able to bring it under us as far as from a conversation standpoint, be able to have more of these discussions uh, with the board and different things like that, so that we can 
make it a positive. You know, some of the surveys that you see with name, image, and likeness and collectives is not positive, uh, whether it's from, you know, student athletes or from coaches or administrators or whatever. And we, I think it's here to stay. We need to figure out how to make it work, but not put the, the traditional NCAA uh, view, higher education view of it, and try to mold it into something positive. You know, one of the things I was going to talk to you about um, with the transfer portal, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, is Sam Houston's teams, for the most part, haven't had that mass exodus that you're seeing when, you know, the season ends and, you know, all of a sudden 20 guys enter the portal. And, you know, there was a there was a stat that was out there earlier that I thought was really striking. Um, I, I don't remember the school, the Conference USA school, but uh, one of the receivers went into the portal and at that point, every single all-conference wide receiver had gone into the portal or declared for the NFL draft with the exception of Noah Smith. Yeah. He was the only one of, you know, first, second, and honorable mention wide receiver that is coming back to the same school. And, and you know, when you see something like that, and I know the cult, the coaches talk about, you know, the culture and everything like that, but – you know, from your perspective as an athletic director, when it, not just football, we saw this with basketball surviving through a coaching change and being able to retain those guys. When you see these players coming back and not being part of the trend that we're seeing in college athletics, how do you? How does that make you feel? It makes me really proud of what we've built here and the environment, the type of student athlete we we've recruited, and also uh, how our coaches and how we in this university are are creating a positive environment for, for students because it's still about that. It's still about those relationships. And while we continue to build on our name, image, and likeness and Austin money and cost of attendance and other things like that so that we can help retain these student athletes is we've got a positive environment. And we're also doing a good job of when we get a transfer that we're, we're, they're, they're fitting who we are as well because you don't want to get to the point where all of a sudden – your uh, environment uh, goes a different direction, and now you're not able to retain them because of that. And I, I, a lot of that credit, I think, goes to to our SAC leadership uh, and how they go approach things with with uh, what they want, and 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 this university too. I spent 42 years here. This is a you know, there's a lot of things we'd like to have different, but it's a positive place to to work. It's a positive place to to live and. Uh, you know, I think that that's a benefit to us. All right, let's shift gears a little bit now. Let's let's talk basketball. Uh, obviously, yeah. a big night last night. Um, a lot of fun. A <laughs> lot of fun last night. You first off with the women coming from eighteen down in the fourth quarter to win that one in overtime, and then the men on CBS a big road victory, which have been extremely hard to come by in Conference USA. It, it's kind of like. You see nights like last night, and you're like, "This is why. This is why we did this." Yeah, no, no doubt. And we're so close. I think you know that's hard to say because basically, when you're, you're you're not having some success, but uh, been around it long enough that when I see, and I've told the the girls last night, I said, "You know what? You can't tell me there's anybody better than this team in this conference." I mean, we just got to enjoy things, have fun, relax, smile, uh, have you know, do that type of thing, and. It's funny, when Kaylee hit the three, all of a sudden they started smiling. And next thing you know, we come down from 18, we, we go to overtime and we win. Well, duh. 
you know, this game is still fun. It's still a game, and we've got to do that. And then, and I'm what I'm seeing on the men's side too. I mean, uh, Coach Mudge making that transition over to the the head chair has done a really good job. I'm, I'm you know, they're encouraging each other. They're talking when the huddles, different things like that, uh, and enjoying playing. And and they're finishing games. And once you get into that environment, when you finish it, and then it starts, it once it rolls, it keeps going from there. So. Just a lot of positives going on, and I'm glad to see that both, you know, uh, that we're having that success uh, and trying to move forward. And I think the big thing with the men, too, that stands out is that it's not just one player who's who's carrying all of that. I mean, obviously, Lamar Wilkerson got off to the hot start in conference play, but you look at last night's game, he was 0 for 11 shooting with three minutes left to play in that game, and he had six big points and a blocked shot down the stretch, but it's other guys who were stepping up. Cam Hoofner had a big night. He's kind of been struggling a little bit coming back from injury. He stepped up, and you're seeing different guys each night, it feels like, stepping up, filling that role, and it's keeping them in games. And then, like you said, they've just kind of built up that culture of being able to win games at the end. And again, you saw it again in a hostile environment last night maybe one of the best in the conference, and able to pull that game out at the end. Yeah, it's really exciting. And, and, and you you know, uh, you're also seeing some respect that, that our players are getting. I, I remember watching a, a few of them that in the past at the Dwack or you know, Southland, and, and, and they were getting foul calls all the time. And, and it, just, it, was, it was just, you know, they'd make a play and it couldn't make a play. And then now they're getting respect. They're, they're able to let them play a little bit more and because of – of how they're playing and, and making some situations better. And that's really exciting. And I'm, I'm really happy with what's going on, especially in this transfer, transfer portal era and the coaching changes and different things like that. I think our coaching staff and our, our students have done a great job embracing that and making it a positive. All right. One other thing we'll touch on. Baseball's about to get started. Softball's about to get started. Uh, the spring is always an exciting time. Just kind of what are you looking forward to over these next few months as we wrap up year one in Conference USA? Well, we recognize the softball team, you know, getting ready. I think it's, what, eight days from – I think it's eight. It was nine last – I don't know. But it's getting close, and they're doing their countdown. But they were able to be recognized last night about getting excited about the, the upcoming season. And, uh, you know, I – I told him last night when I was in the tunnel, I said, you're going to let me in the dugout this year? Because I was 10-0 and last year, you know. So they said, yeah. So, uh, you know, they're, we're excited. I'm looking for some good things. Uh, you know, we it's a different conference, so we've got to figure it out and go through it the first time. Really excited about baseball after the year they had and, and, and hopefully continuing to do that. I think what we were picked fourth or something like that, that's okay. We always we've come from fourth in, in a lot of ways. So yeah, basketball was picked sixth, yeah. and they're sitting top of the standings yeah, so, right now. So we're okay with that, and uh, but I'm excited. And then with golf getting started, I know tracks going to A and M today and indoor, uh, and having a seem like a really good indoor season from that standpoint. And then going to the outdoor, and then tennis is off to a pretty good start, and then the bowling's right in the middle of it. And hopefully, we'll 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 get to the next level on that one too. Uh, you know, it's just exciting with, with the spring. It's always fun to get into that. Next thing you know, we'll have also spring football starting too. So, 
all right there for us. Yeah. At least it's not 17 sports like we did that one year. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Never again. All right. Well, Bobby, appreciate you coming in and joining us. I know you've been busy and we've been wanting to sit down and talk a little bit. So I'm glad we were able to catch up. And I'm sure we'll have you on again before the spring is over with some, some more updates once we have them. So that's going to do it for this episode of BSN Extra. Be sure and check out all of our podcasts. Cat's Eye Podcast will be back soon. Jalen and Lewis doing a good job with that. And you can get all of that. Apple, Spotify, Go Bearcats, the Go Bearcats app. Lots of places to find that. And we'll be back soon on BSN Extra. This week's episode is recorded in the all-new studios in the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. This episode was written and produced by Jason Barfield. All music is courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.